0: Okay, welcome to another episode of Radical Humanity. My name is Ben Hoover, and welcome to my podcast show, where I um, just do a lot of self exploration. Really, Um, some of it's conceptual, some of it's kind of bridging philosophical, theological, uh, experiential, you know, uh, personal occurrences in my life. So it's 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 kind of a it's like a verbal journal in a way, um, but I love having this and I love getting to to process things out loud and and um, kind of re- and actually record certain events of, in my life. And more and more, I've been doing that, and I've been uh, veering from more of the cognitive, the the cerebral, um, you know, the the conceptual. Although I do throw uh, some of that. Uh, in my in my episodes and whatnot, but I've been really exploring more of my personal occurrences, the interactions, the things that stand out to me. Um, I uh, I probably have mentioned this before, but I I I like the metaphor of you know when you're you're reading a book and and you can go through you know a hundred pages and and there's just this something that stands out in this one page. Just it seems random, but it it, it, it just resonates in you so potently. And, and what do you do? You, you, what do I do? I mean, I, I dog ear the page, right? Sometimes I've, I have a book where I dog ear, you know, 10, 20 pages. Um, I never actually return to it, but, but at the moment it, something clicks for me and stands out. And I, you know, I fold over the corner of the, the page, the top corner that is. And, um, and that's, that's how I liken uh, these experiences in my life where I can go through hundreds and thousands of different events, um, maybe weekly, monthly, whatnot. And, and then there's some that just kind of stand out above the crowd um, and they're worth exploring. And I begin, uh, when I stay with those occurrences, I start, um, I start connecting the dots in a lot of ways. And, um, and it's really, it's really, really exciting. Um, and, and, and so for me, my own story, my own life has taken on new life in a way. Um, it, this, this freshness, uh, I, I now, uh, as I embrace my own journey, there's so much to unravel and unfold. Um, and so in a way my life becomes the pages like within a book and there are those moments that that uh that illuminate that highlight highlight that that are uh emboldened in a way um and so uh so uh on that note i want to talk about an experience i had with a friend and um now this friend uh gosh i mean i've known him since i went to did my undergrad program and uh, and I knew him briefly and stuff, and we haven't, you know, we haven't. It's not really a relationship where we've we've hung out all the time. Um, you know, here and there we, we catch up. And uh, last year, um, when I sent out a mass text to people about uh, just my dad going through cancer and what it, what emotionally what it's been like. Um, you know, he reached out and we played phone tag, more texting tag, uh, back and forth. And we just never really committed. And, you know, I never even got back to him the last time about, uh, connecting. And actually it, it happened also when, um, we ran into each other at Trader Joe's and, uh, and, and then that's, I think that was before I then sent out the text and then we, um, decided to, or no, I'm sorry, man, I'm getting the, I'm getting the, uh, events the sequence of events all wrong. No, we ran into each other at Trader Joe's, and he reached out to me and said, "Hey, probably not a coincidence. Let's catch up." That never happened. Then this year, ran into him at Trader Joe's again, and 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 this time we made it work. We made it happen. And so twice, right? I mean, this to me, this is not an accident. Um, I don't like reading into things too much, uh, but um, you know, before they happen. But once you kind of follow through with it, there it makes sense. Like, ah, oh, this was serendipitous. This had a a, a, a greater meaning to it. Um, but I have to be careful about putting the cart before the horse and, and, and uh, um, stuffing it with too much significance before it even happens. But this, man, I did not know what was going to happen. And so... Uh, um. So we ran into a Trader Joe's, and then we finally committed. And then it was this last week that we went out to for beers, and um, and I, I swear, I could not have anticipated that the the conversation that would arise between us. I, I really was prepared to just kind of catch up. He would talk about his life. I would talk about mine, and um, and and that that's it. It would just be an exchange of 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 events, but. But when I was listening to him, I was talking about his job and exploring more of that. And then, and then come to find out that he, uh, got his master's in sports psychology. Um, and, and I, I found out the story more behind that. God, I mean, this is what, it excites me even talking, uh, talking about it now because there's so much we can learn from one another. If we, if we, if we just kind of engage presently, um, and these questions that stir in us, man, do they lead somewhere at times? And, uh, and, and, and that's the case with this. And, and I would just start asking him questions and, and really just, uh, there's, I just had such an interest in his life. Um, you know, and what it was like to be, you know, an operations manager and, and, you know, just things that like maybe on the surface to be like, eh, you know, it, okay, that there's that detail. Right. But, but now we, we explored it more and we got more personal and, Um, and, and now, uh, this friend, he's, he's a runner, um, kind of more former. He, he, I wouldn't say he's retired, but he's, um, not quite participating in that, but he did cross country and then he, um, he started doing marathons and then he upped his game and he decided that that wasn't challenging enough. So (laughs) I'm going to do ultra marathons where I'm running 50 plus miles. Um, man, that's a, that's a small feat right there. But so, um, and and so we talked about these experiences he had when he when he's doing these ultra marathons and how that, um, catalyze, or uh, um, uh, yeah, catalyzed this uh, desire to study these experiences and go into this field because he was also a coach as well and so um, and so he wanted to implement what he personally learned with um, with uh, um, um, I keep saying students. Um, the athletes on his team, so, um, so, and uh, uh, and and what ensued from this conversation was something that really affirmed uh, this universal truth that I've discovered in my own personal life uh, in the realm of therapy, my own personal therapy, but also therapy with clients and also my experiences with friends, and really just um, uh, this this way of living in, uh, engaging in existence. So let me explain. And, and my friend, I'll tell you, at one point, I just said, man, you are preaching to me because it was, oh my God, the things that he was just talking about. It was just, and he wasn't, it, it was just sharing his excitement for what he learned. Um, and, and, and how that's played such a major role in his life. And man, God, was I just absorbing it. I was drinking it in. So, um, so let me talk about these ultra marathons. So uh, again, an ultra marathon is is typically like fifty plus miles. I don't know much more than that. But uh, there were there was so he, when he started doing that, there was I think about two times. The first two times I want to say, um, I think he hit like fifty miles. I mean, this guy's a badass, right? He's built to run. His wife runs, um, and he said the first couple times. Man, he gave up. He hit like fifty miles, and he just surrendered. I mean, he threw in the towel. Um, but that didn't keep him from pursuing this more. And he invested in the process, and he 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 wanted to understand this experience, these dropouts, right? These disappointments at times. Um, and and what he discovered was that the uh, in these moments. Um, where he feels his body, uh, start to fatigue and that the mind, uh, the mind starts to read into that, right? And starts to pick up those signals. And, um, and, and he said that the, that the mind then becomes convinced to give up. Um, and, and when you get so focused on that and so focused on the fatigue, um, and, and judgment comes onto the scene, meaning I can't do this. And then you get scared and, and kind of anxious and you start thinking about the future, right? Because fear fear is always connected with uh, or, or it, it's linked with the future, right? We're always worried about what's going to happen, the mystery, the, 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 the unpredictable. And, uh, and then judgment also is a major player in that, where we, we begin to evaluate ourselves that there's something wrong. I can't do this. There's, I, I don't have the ability. There, again, there's something wrong with me. And so when he said when that happens, when judgment um, ambushes, just kind of comes in and uh, sort of bullies uh, the self, it, it pulls one away from their own body, from the present moment. And it, it ends up leading someone to give up, right? And so he said that, that what happens in these moments where it's so sometimes awful and brutal and difficult, that, that the mind has to switch to becoming so present on the body and what's happening, where he says, literally, you're focused on these incremental movements, on these, uh, uh, like, just these step-by-step, and all you're doing, you're not judging it, you're not evaluating it, none of that, you're just present, it is what it is, he said, which is this phrase that is always what i'm experiencing in my own personal therapy is it's what it is not what it should be or could be or has to be or or it's wrong or right none of that it's just how it exists how it breathes right there how it ticks and moves in the present moment and so he said that when the mind switches to that and it and it um operates that way just presently focused without evaluation he said that there what comes from that um uh, you know when you don't give into the seduction of judgment right when you commit fully commit to the present you live in your body and inhabit it as it is that he said there's this um this like high octane resurrection like energy that bursts forth he said it's it's better than any high Probably I don't know, but he said he was telling me that that this is this is surpasses any drug high, and it propels one to finish, to go for it, to 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 get to the finish line, um, to uh, to overcome and go or go through the difficult, the insurmountable, right? So it drives one to continue. But it happens when one becomes deeply attuned and connected to their own self, not the outer world, not the future, none of that, but just as one is in that moment. And that, oh my God, that was so incredible for me. And it was, again, it was it was uh, in, uh, validating to my own experiences and what I'm learning about how to live in the world. And he also talked about uh, this book that's from the 60s that is one of his favorite books and it's an inspiration to him and and his his coaching and his own sports, his own personal sports life, where he said it's called Inside Outside Tennis. And he talked about how um, often what we're we're doing is we'll stuff people filled with information, knowledge, right facts and things like that. And then he said the people then go out we're talking about tennis here. The people will go out, so they're just taught all this information, and then they go out and try to um, uh, 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 assimilate that information, right? They, 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 they try to um, uh, uh, use that information. And what happens is that their physical ability doesn't line up with all the knowledge, and then they fall apart, and then they get disappointed, and they judge themselves, and they give up, and they. Um, you know, and they become frustrated and, and disappointed. And he said, but actually what happens is if you reverse the process where at first what this guy does is he, he first teaches someone to engage with their body just to get used to the rhythm, the movement, right? Of, of the racket of using the racket or whatnot. Again, we're still sticking with the tennis metaphor. Um, and so first you engage in the physiological, the somatic, the biological, in a way, right? And then the information is given, probably incrementally, to help inform and understand, and um, and and that is what then builds sort of this inner security, this confidence, to be able to uh, uh, compete, to participate, engage in this, and that's and that got me thinking about that is so how we are when we're young, when we're young, when we're infants, when we're toddlers, when we're children, right? We're, we're physical beings. That's how we operate. And then our consciousness or awareness, uh, uh, slowly builds and evolves, right? And our parents help us understand our own physical bodies and emotions and needs and all of that. Um, but, but that's how we are. And it, and it doesn't change. I mean, it's naturally, it doesn't change, right? Unless judgment happens and it derails us. But, um, but really, it's becoming attuned to our own body, our, our the physiological, um, the visceral, the primal, the inner stirrings, the thing that that which signals in our f- physical being, and then it compels us to take action, and then we understand. Understanding comes after, right? There's this um, Salvador Minuchin, uh, which is uh, a well-known psychologist, or, or uh, in the um, in the field, I don't think he's, I, he's no longer alive, but he, um, my uh, old supervisor, therapist or whatnot, he said that, um, he quotes him and says that sometimes action precedes understanding. So hopefully you're kind of connecting the dots with me that when my friend was talking about this and he was talking about the ultra marathon, he was talking about the Inside Outside tennis book and it just, uh, it, it so resonated with me uh, powerfully. And, and so I connected it to when we were young, but then I also connected it to my own uh, personal experiences in my life. When I engage with clients, when I engage with friends, when I, uh, not just even in the interpersonal world, but just um, when, when there's this, this nudge, this knocking that happens within me that Often when I was younger, I'd, I would avoid that. I wouldn't listen to that, and then it would create this anxiety and restlessness and frustration. But but there was always this guidance happening within this compelling movement going on in me. That was uh, guiding me, and and in a way trying to launch me into the unknown to go to follow that, uh, not knowing what would come from that. But that's that's how we're wired actually, and so. And so, it brought me to my experiences with clients, where when I um, when I pay attention to my experience, I pay attention to the to to how it hits at a visceral level when I'm with a client. Whether there's anxiety going on, or fear, or there's anger coming up in me, or I feel lost, or I feel confused, that that's telling me something about the interpersonal realm. That's that's messaging something to me about the person. Right? What 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 is it telling me about them? If I really listen to that experience, what what's going on? And when I follow that, when I bring that into the room, it opens up a whole different conversation. When I follow that, sometimes if, if it's anger and I confront clients, sometimes they leave. Sometimes it invites depth and people go further and it opens them up and they become more genuine and honest and we become more connected in that moment. And it happens even with friends at times. Right? And that I get more scared sometimes with friends or family is to is to follow those instincts, but that's that it, just more and more it just solidifies this understanding and this way of being, which is to trust that guidance that that stirs at the core, at the gut that this intuition right. And so, um, but the thing is, is when I focus ahead or when I get f- afraid of their reaction, right, or I focus on their, ra- now I'll bring down the room where I'll say I'm scared, but I'm going to say this. But if I get so focused on their fear and I imagine, or or I even judge myself that I don't know what I'm going to say and what if this turns out to this and what, if, then I go away. I leave the message. I pull, more distance happens. And in fact, distance occurs between me and that person. But when I when I draw close and near back to myself, when I tune to that voice that's growling in me, and I've, I, I heed that, I listen to that, I respond out of that, it, it, it invites a, a rich, more honest, vulnerable connection with clients. And I've had those moments in my life, and I've probably talked about those in, in various podcasts, but where there's these moments where I just know that I need to get away, and I know I know the destination, whether it's at the beach, whether it's up in the mountains, right? Or whether it's it's just to go, or Ireland had always been on my heart, and, and to go and to follow that, 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 that for me is what faith is. Again, as I talked about, it's not this belief system, Faith ruptures that, shatters that. <laughs> it rattles the cages of of our nice, secure, confined belief system. No, faith moves in the unknown. It's this act of trust, of following this force within, this energy within us that compels us to go into the unknown. So much so that you know, growing up, I wasn't taught that. In fact, that became, the unknown was something I feared because it was often riddled with pain and shame and judgment, and I felt unsafe. So whenever I'd have this uh this this moments to be honest and genuine and and to follow that and to listen to the to the physical, the physiological utterances, man, I didn't trust that, or I feared that, or I avoided that, and it would just create more anxiety. Right? And feeling adrift and confused, and so, um, and so, but but when I when I've trusted that experience, whether am I just going out and adventuring, or whether with clients, man, I how do I even put it into words? There's I've become alive, free. There's vibrant, euphoric. I mean, I'm so solid in myself. I remember in, in my relationship where it was the last day together that she was here. And it was such a, God, it was such a painful day. But um, I remember like saying something and I got so angry and, <laughs> and she had said, man, I'm getting turned on right now. And I and I thought back to that because I, I was so, I was just in myself and I was free and I was expressing my emotion uh, uh, in a raw, unfiltered, unadulterated way. And that that aroused her that compelled her to, to draw close to me. And so, if, if you're catching this, this is what makes sense to me. This is why when my friend was talking about this in and, and ultramarathon, and it's so easy to just overlook this stuff, but for me, this is, this is where the richness is. This is where these deeper messages are. This, is, this is just confirms and affirms this way of being in the world that time together with my friend was not an accident that that was serendipitous that was meaningful that was meant to be in our interaction or or meeting up and then this this conversation so um i don't know if i have even more to say on that i think i, I think i've maxed out but that's 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 what we're compelled to trust. There's so, many, there's so much distortion at times and judgment about, about this in ourself, right? The emotions we have, the, the, the honesty, the needs, the desires, the fantasies, the, whatever it is, we judge that so much instead of we listen to it. We don't realize that there's, there's, it's this voice that's drawing us deeper into ourselves, drawing us to experience life in a more connected, honest, enjoyable, passionate, vulnerable vibrant way, pleasurable. Let me throw that in there. How, ma- how many words can I, can I put? Um, that's where the invitation is, is. It lies within us. This drawing, this compelling. I'm sure you have that in yourself, right? Where there's just these moments where you just, it keeps nagging at you to say this, to express this, to follow this, to participate in this, Hey. That sometimes we have these a lot oftentimes the external world that judges right where we learn the judgment from where we ingest it and internalize it that that just clogs up the system and it confuses and i mean that's often my experience which i get more and more angry about because uh it, it ambushes and it swallows this um this honesty in me this genuineness and trusting that and following that Um, because again, that's where the life is. And so, so I realize in my own life, I have to continue (laughs) to confront this judgment because when I do, I find the truth. And when I find the truth, this peace happens within me. For instance, let me give an example. I've said this before, but, um, again, with my ex-girlfriend, I just, I keep going back to that because there's so much that I keep learning from, from that experience, um, uh, um, yeah, when she was here, it was the Fourth of July, and she kept emphasizing, "How oh, we're just gonna be friends. We're just gonna be friends." And I was just, I was traumatized by that. It was just, it was just punch in the gut, and I had such a hard time being present enjoying my friends and her that that day. And we went on this this long hike that I thought I promised it was gonna be fifteen minutes, but it ended up being forty five minutes as we're carrying four bags of food that I brought and and you know, kind of having a picnic, but we were in, uh, overlooking the fireworks in Truckee. Um, but anyway, I remembered when I was driving on the way home, um, we were driving, uh, she and I were driving my friends back to, to that, to their house, to their car. And, um, and I knew, cause I just kept thinking about what she was saying. It kept bugging me. And I, and I found myself and I knew, oh, however, whatever the reaction's going to be, I know it could be painful, could not, I don't know. But I know I'm going to be honest with her about how I feel about her. Because I wasn't. I was, uh, I was maybe being a little bit needy and, and indirect. Um, and I was scared, clearly, to speak my truth. Because she asked, like a day before, what are we doing? You know, we're cuddling, we're doing, like, what, what the hell are we doing? And I didn't answer. I, I answered, <laughs> answered very indirectly. But that night, what hit me? I'm going to tell her how I really feel. I'm going to tell her that I like her and I'm attracted to her. And even though she's leaving, I want to spend more time with her. And even if after I say this, she doesn't want to see me ever again. I, I, as at least I said that. And there were some moments when I, when I said that to her and, um, you know, and, and that afterwards where that desperation came up again and she could feel herself pulling away and she was beautifully expressed that, but, but before that, we sat on the couch together and I told her. I told her how I felt. And there was nothing but clarity and assuredness. Because I knew what I felt. It just, the light switched on and it clicked. And it was it was so clear to me. And I went about it. Yes, I was nervous, but I was also confident. That this is what I was going to say regardless. That's what I'm talking about. Is those moments of following that, of following that guidance, that stirring, when something nags, when something's unsettled in you, when there isn't a peace, that when when there's this movement going on that's that's driving you to follow it, to go towards that destination, to to speak that truth, to say something to a friend, to participate in a hobby, to do to to take risk. That's the point. So on that note may you experience your your ultra marathon your 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 this feeling of dying and then connecting to that and resurrecting from that that compels you to move to trust to go to say to speak to invest right that's what faith is to me and I am, will be forever grateful for that moment with my friend and what he said and the incredible conversation that was unearthed from that that only solidified all the more this, this, this truth, this understanding that this is how we're wired to live. And on that note, I am going to say goodbye. Till next time.